0: Merry Christmas to me. Deal with multiple injuries in the NFL slate. How about an ejection for NBA? Sure. Why not? Wow. Uh, What a way to end Christmas night with a nice pool ejection. So um, on Patreon, my, my uh, flag plant was Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. I thought that those two guys were going to be under-owned because Golden State had gotten blown out back-to-back games. And I thought the field was just assuming they were going to get blown out again. And you saw pretty low ownership on Poole. You saw low ownership on Draymond. Draymond absolutely smashed. Jordan Poole had 32 real-life points uh, through three quarters, and he gets ejected. And that is going to keep me out of the cash. So, um, yeah, it is uh, pretty painful. Pretty painful, but a lot of busts. I mean, there was just not much value in the slate. So what I talked about in the stream was I, I wanted to go with a bit more of the balance build because there was guys like Hartenstein picking up 30% ownership. And I was like, I mentioned in my YouTube videos, like if he was low-owned, I was intrigued by him. But like I saw coming up to lock, like he was like 30%. I was like, I don't want any of Hartenstein at 30% ownership. Uh, Wiseman was was very popular. Like Wiseman, um, uh, again... um. A lot of like really questionable value plays are picking up ownership. There's there's a few more, I mean a lot of bust all around, right? Like so like I the balance build right now is winning it and um I think it will hold off in the late game too. But yeah, my lineup, so bl- a lot of blowouts too. Marcus Smart um lost minutes there to the blowout. Hardaway smashed. Um I was also tilted about Luka Doncic playing the entire second half at like fifty percent ownership. Um, Reeves started really slow, but he salvaged. LeBron was fine. Thomas Bryant never came back in the fourth quarter. That was tilting. Poole was on pace to break the slate, ejected. Uh, Draymond smashed, and Robert Williams was a bust. But as were basically all the value plays on this slate, so... That's the recap there. Uh, Merry Christmas to me with a Jordan Poole ejection. And uh, yeah, let's talk about this seven gamer really quick, though. Um, the sponsor of today's video, guys, is Price Picks. You can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. If you're not familiar, it's a player prop site where you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and one to 25 extra money. Currently right now, three for five, looking to go four for six if Aiden goes under his PRA. So it's going to be like an average day for me. Um, but uh, yeah, give it a try. A lot of fun. And um, if you guys are looking for premium content, you can always check out my Patreon link down below. Any questions, let me know in the comment section, or uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. So Brooklyn and Cleveland is the first game here. On the Brooklyn side, uh, Kevin Durant's 10.5K. I think he's certainly playable, but I think you know Kyrie looks like the better point-per-dollar play of the two if I'm going to prioritize one of these stars. The issue is it's really not a good matchup against Cleveland. Cleveland plays slow. Cleveland's been solid defensively, so... That's the downside there. Uh, I do have a little bit of interest in the front court guys and Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton. You know, my issue with Ben Simmons is he's foul prone, but his minutes have ticked up a bit of late. I expect him to play 30 plus minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. Nick Claxton I think will probably play around 30 minutes as well. So, I like both front court players here for the Nets. The rest of Brooklyn, Royce O'Neal is 4-5. He his minutes have been ticking down a bit of late, but I expect him to play low 30s. He's playable. Um TJ Warren seeing rotation minutes. At 3.8 K. I think he's playable. The minutes in Seth Curry have kind of been all over the place. He's been like almost out of the rotation to playing a little bit more of late. Um Watanabe probably sees a couple of rotation minutes, but it's really hard to trust any of these cheap guys. I mean, outside of Royce, like I mean, yes, you can play Warren, you can play Curry, but the minutes are not secure at all. Moving on to Cleveland, so Cleveland, better matchup for them. Uh, I like the ceiling on Donovan Mitchell at 8.9K. He's also kind of been up and down. He shot 4 of 16 last game, but he's a guy that can consistently go for 50 plus fancy points. So uh, I do like Donovan Mitchell a good amount. I like his shooting guard eligibility. Uh, the rest of Cleveland, I mean, Garland has been disappointing of late. Um, he's still a guy that does have a ceiling as well. I think I would prefer Mitchell to Garland, but um, Garland is $1,200 cheaper. The front court guys do feel a little bit underpriced with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Um, you know, I expect. In a competitive game, you probably see mid-30s minutes from Allen. I think he makes a pretty good play. And Evan Mobley probably sees mid-30s minutes as well. So if I had to pick between the two, I think I'd slightly prefer um, Jared Allen to Mobley. But both front court players in play. Value-wise, uh Levert, I expect to play somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25 minutes off the bench. He's got shooting guard, small forward eligibility, so a fine value play. And Kevin Love, I always like in tournaments. You know, he's a good point-per-minute guy. His minutes can fluctuate, but... When he gets extended, like he can break a slate. And it's not like he's super expensive either. So I do have some interest in him for GPPs. Um, Chetty Osmond probably sees rotation minutes. You'll you'll probably see Okoro play a bit. Lamar Stevens play a bit. No, I'm not going to be chasing Isaac Okoro. So let's move on to the Clippers and the Pistons. The Clippers, no Kawhi Leonard. I think Paul George makes for a pretty good spend-up in both formats, in my opinion. Good matchup. Should play mid-30s minutes is going to be the go-to guy so i like paul george here the rest of the clippers are just like kind of just like secondary plays i mean i like the ceiling on zubach at 5k his minutes have been all over the place he has been dealing with some foul trouble but if he can stay out of foul trouble against his pistons front court i could see him having a pretty big game so i would say zubach probably my next favorite play but mean, um, Wall and Reggie, they'll split the point guard duties. Morris probably sees around 30 minutes. The minutes have ticked up a bit on Mattoon, but his price is up. Terrence Mann feels a bit pricey. You have Norman Powell back. It's just one of those teams where like, outside of George and, and Zubach, there's not a ton that stands out on the Piston side. Um, another team that's kind of frustrating. Now they have been giving their guards a little bit more run of late as they should. It's like, why are we playing Corey Joseph minutes? But yeah, Bogdanovich at six point one k. I think it's a fair price point for him. You know, he's relatively scoring dependent. So if he makes his shots, he has a ceiling. If he does not make his shots, he can really hurt you. But um, reasonable price point for him. I like the the price on both guards here for Killing Hayes and Jaden Ivy. Like I said, the minutes have ticked up on them in competitive games. So I think both the Pistons guards are actually pretty good plays here with Ivy and with Killing Hayes. I actually do like Jalen Duran too. So kind of weird for me to say I do have a good amount of interest in this Pistons team. Uh Duren should play somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25 to 30 minutes, 20 or 30, 29, 30, 28, and 28 minutes over the last five games. So I like the two guards. I like uh Jalen Durin. The rest of the Pistons, I think Isaiah Stewart's playable. He should see somewhere in the neighborhood of like mid-20s minutes. Bagley will play the backup five. I mean, if you think Durin gets in foul trouble, you can play him. He's not he's gonna be relatively productive when he's on the court. So fair value play. Burks will see rotation minutes. Um Sadiq Bay will see rotation minutes. You'll probably see a little bit run for Kevin Knox. Um, but nothing that really stands out with those bench guys. Minnesota-Miami, so not necessarily the best spot here from for Minnesota, but we'll see about the status of Bam. Like If Bam and a Bio misses and Jimmy Butler miss, then this Miami defense is not the same at all, and I would be totally fine loading up on Minnesota. Minnesota's been running extremely tight rotations of late. We'll keep an eye on the, the status of Slowmo. If he's out, just going to solidify the minutes for like, all these guys, all the main guys in the rotation, so Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, in a competitive game, I expect these guys to play 35-plus minutes. We've seen 38, 38, 38, and 40 minutes for Ant over the last four games. D'Angelo Russell played 39 minutes last game. Like he's just These two guys are playing a ton. So um, I do like Ant. I do like Russell. Gobert was super frustrating last game. He played 36 minutes, only went for 25 fancy. But um, I think he's a pretty good play. Even if Bam plays, like you're going to see a lot of run for Rudy Gobert. And then uh, if there's no slow-mo, McDaniel should play all the minutes he can handle. He played 39 minutes last game. Um, He does have a ceiling if he can stay out of foul trouble. That's the only real issue with him. You also saw Nas Reed play a good amount alongside Gobert. He's a good point-per-minute guy, so there's no slow-mo. I think he's playable. The only downside is he only has center eligibility, so a little bit tougher to get him in your lineups. I don't mind Jalen Noel. I think he probably plays 25 or so minutes. Um, You know, he's not shot well of late. Um, he seems to, when I play him, he can't hit a shot. When he's awful chalk with the full team healthy, that's when he goes 100% shooting and can't miss and falls into all these rebounds, but if there's no slow-mo, I feel a little bit better about the minutes for Noel. You'll see rotation minutes for Austin Rivers. He went on that stretch where he shot like 100% from the field, but when he doesn't shoot 100% from the field, you can see the floor on Rivers. So yes, he's in play, but uh that little stretch of games he went on was definitely outlier performance. Alright, let's move on to Miami. So This seems so frustrating to talk about because they just list so many guys in the injury report. But Jimmy and Bam and buy are both questionable. This is big news, right? Because Miami, we know they run a tight rotation. And if those two guys are out, and and you also have Kayla Martin, he's probable. So he should be good to go. And I believe Vincent's questionable. Haslam doesn't matter. Deadman's out. So if Jimmy and Bam and buy are out, well, number one, Hero would be the clear go-to guy. Even at nine point one k, would be in play at the top. I think Kyle Lowry would probably be easier to get to at 6.6 He would look pretty good. And Victor Oladipo's mitts have ticked way up of late. He's been playing around thirty minutes a game. He would look a little bit better. Um, Stroo should probably play a good amount, but he's been frustrating. Whenever I roster this guy, he can't hit a shot. As far as who would start at the center position of Bam and a out, I'm not sure. They could go a lot of different ways, and they've done a lot like the season when Bam's out and Deadman's out, like. They started Jovich a couple games. They could start Orlando Robinson. They could start Small Haywood Highsmith. They could technically start Jamal Kane, I guess. So we'll um, be interesting to see who they start at the center position of Bam at a buyoffs out because whoever that is, I'm going to like. But I'm not sure who it would be because they've gone a lot of different ways here. Now, if Jimmy and Bam are both in, there's not a ton that stands out. I mean, I think the main three guys would be playable, but there would be no priorities for me. Houston and Chicago. This game looks pretty appealing. Two bad defenses going up against each other. Um, I like both guards here with Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. In a competitive game, I expect these guys to play mid-30s minutes. He did have some foul trouble last game for KPJ. Jalen Green played 39 minutes. Um, and then my boy and goon, minutes have not been amazing on him, but we know he's a good point-per-minute guy. 35, 37, and 41 fancy points over the last three games. So the main three guys think look pretty good. And keep an eye on the status of Eric Gordon. If he's out, KJ Martin should start. And he'd be one of the better values on the board. He played 30 minutes last game. Uh, Jabari Smith also been playing pretty well of late. He went had a massive game last game. I'd say that was probably a bit of an outlier, but he should see over 30 minutes as well. So I kind of like this whole Houston team in, in this matchup. Uh, the two guards, Sangoon, Jabari Smith. Uh, if There's no Gordon. I like Cajun Martin. Eason. it's just like, even if Gordon's out, his minutes just don't tick up. It's really frustrating because I think he should be playing more, but it just, he doesn't. Um, don't really think I can get to anyone else on this team. So let's move on to Chicago. Chicago, so here's the thing. It's it's usually the same breakdown for me with DeRozan, Levine, and Vooch of I've interest in all three. I really like this matchup. The the problem with me for for building out one lineup is trying to figure out you know, who I want to go to, who's gonna be the guy that you know outperforms the other two. And this one I think will come down to ownership. If I end up playing one of these Chicago guys, so for for example, if everyone plays Zach Levine because he's got shooting guard small forward eligibility, and he's only seven six. I'm going to play Derozan. Or if like everyone's looking to Vooch and Derozan, I'm going to go Levine. Right. So it's kind of going to come down to if I play one of these Chicago guys, it's going to come down to ownership. Um, Patrick Williams four six feels priced about right. His minutes have ticked way up of late. Thirty seven minutes back to back games. I think he's a pretty safe value. No, Alex Crusoe, So I think Io Desumo will be one of the more popular plays in the board, but I get why 34, 33 minutes, not going to be super productive when he's on the court. But at this price point, I think he stands out as a really good value. If you want the pivots in tournaments, it would be Kobe White or Goran Dragic. White struggled last game, but we've seen some big games from Kobe White off the bench. So he would be the pivot off IO. Or if you wanted to go to Goran Dragic as a pivot, you could look to him as well. And then I kind of like Drummond at 3.3K. He's been getting the backup five run in the last couple of games, um, 15 and 20 minutes. Uh, Houston usually does run a backup big with like Fernando or Garuba. So 3.3K Drummond on a slate where there's not a ton of value. I kind of like him. We'll see what the ownership comes in on him though. All right, Indiana and the Pelicans. So Day Smith, Jalen Smith, they are both questionable. Um, The Pacers rotation is just... I hate this Pacers team. The rotation is just so frustrating through Rick Carlisle. One guy we know is going to play a ton is Tyrese Halliburton. 9.5K, I have no issue with that price point. Should play mid-30s minutes. He's the go-to guy. He has a pretty high floor. So I like Halliburton. I think Miles Turner's an interesting buy-low candidate here. He dealt with some foul trouble over the last couple games. In a competitive game, I would think he would play over 30 minutes. So at a 6.4K price point, I do kind of like Miles Turner. Um, Healed. Should play 30, 35 minutes. I'm kind of indifferent on him. The minutes have been ticking down a bit on Matherin of late. He's also been struggling with his shot. Nemhard been playing a bit more. 34 minutes in back-to-back games. I think he's a fair value play. Naismith had a couple really big games over the last two. I would say those two are more outlier performances. But if he's available, he's playable. You know what I'm going to say about Jalen Smith. He could literally play two minutes. He could play 28 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised about either. So always in play for GPPs. Duarte's back. He's only 3-2. I guess you could do worse. Uh, he probably will be in the rotation for like 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, but let's move on to the Pelicans. So the Pelicans, no Ingram still. Nance is questionable, and we have Zion back. So my issue with this Pelicans team is a lot of these guys are priced up from when Zion missed a couple of games. So that that's kind of the issue here. But Zion's at 10 three. I mean, I like the spot for him. He should play 35 to 40 minutes in a competitive game. So. want to spend up for zion that's fine i do think cj's probably a bit overpriced with zion back not that he's out of play but um not a priority for me jv the minutes have kind of been disappointing even with nance out i mean saw the one blow up game from him he is a usually a pretty good point per minute guy but at this price point there's a lot more risk and if nance plays it'll be really really risky because there's a lot of times where they close with their larry nance and then with the wings, I mean, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, they'll get rotation, they'll, like, they'll start. Um, I think Murphy would be the guy I would take a shot on just because he is, uh, you know, a guy that can get hot behind the three-point arc, but uh, that's basically the Pelicans. Um, if there's no Nance, Hernan Gomez would play the backup five. Um, he only played nine minutes last game. Actually, you did see a little bit of Jackson Hayes, too, so, like, that is a little bit concerning as well. So, like, I guess... If there's no Nance, they could go Hayes or they could go Hernan Gomez, and I'm not sure which direction they would go to. Hayes did play well last game, so maybe he would get the nod. Um, But all right, let's move on to Utah and San Antonio. Still no Linick for the Jazz, so I think Walker Kessler makes for a pretty good play in the mid range. I'm expecting 25 to 30 minutes. Decent point-per-minute guy. Like Walker Kessler as long as he can stay out of foul trouble. Markin and Clarkson, these are the two guys with the ceiling. Um, I think both are... Really fine options in a decent matchup against the Spurs. Vanderbilt and Beasley, like these guys are so up and down, but their ceilings are there. We've seen a couple of big games for Vanderbilt. Malik Beasley's had, you know, a couple, he had a decent game last game, 36 fancy points. Mike Conley, like you would think this price point is like, oh, I really want to play 5k Mike Conley, but he's just like kind of looking washed up a little bit right now. Um it's fine. I, I just like, yeah, he's okay. Sexton was on a limit last game. If he's on a limit again, I can't really do it. Yeah, that's that's it for Utah on the Spurs side. So here's my issue with the Spurs. Is they just like they're running a deep rotation. They're just not giving their main guys a lot of run. Like at most, you're seeing like thirty to thirty-two minutes from these main guys. So like I like the ceiling on Keldon. I like the ceiling on Devin Vassell. I like the ceiling on Trey Jones, but like they're just kind of capped minutes-wise. So if I had to pick one, I think it would be Keldon Johnson. Um, but yeah, that, that's the downside right now with the Spurs. The minutes are not great in Pirtle. I know he's dealt with some foul trouble as well. Um, he's kind of splitting time right now with Zach Collins, who also is in foul trouble a lot. Jeremy Sohan has been a couple big games of late. I think he's a fair value play. Probably will be a bit overowned, owned but um, the rookie's been very up and down. And again, over the last couple games, he's played well. Off the bench, I mean, Richardson's viable. Probably sees 20 minutes. Bates, Diop, McDermott, they should see rotation minutes. I guess you only saw nine minutes last game for for Bates, Diop. He still saw like 15 to 20 minutes for McDermott. Yeah, That's basically it. Let's finish it up here. This is probably the most appealing game for me. Charlotte and Portland, um, two teams that run relatively tight rotations and two teams that don't play much defense. So this is a nice late night hammer, in my opinion. You got Dennis Smith Jr. questionable, and you got Nick Richards. Doubtful, so don't expect Nick Richards to play. Top end, I mean, Lamella Ball's price is up, but I still like him here um, because there's not really a lot of like standout plays from the first six games we talked about. So again, this game I think is the most appealing. I like Lamella even at the price, even with Rogier back, I think he's still a solid option. I will say Ubre is probably too expensive for me with Rogier back. He will shift to the bench roll. His minutes will go down. I like Terry Rozier, played 38 minutes last game. Um, I think he's a pretty nice play. He's got that shooting guard, small forward eligibility, which is nice. Front court, Gordon Hayward kind of is neutral on him. I expect low 30s minutes. I'm fine with Plumlee. I'm fine with P.J. Washington. Um With Nick Richards out, you may might see some more run for Plumlee. That could go small, I guess, with P.J. Washington as well. Maybe he sees an uptick in minutes. So front court intrigues me because I don't know what they're going to do. Are they just going to give more minutes to Plumlee and Washington and then go a bit more small and just give more minutes to guys like McDaniels and Maladon off the bench? Or do they dust off one of these bigs like Kai Jones and Mark Williams and throw them in that Nick Richards role? So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, they, again, they could go a bit small and give more mitts to those wings or dust off one of those bigs at the end of the bench. McDaniels is four nine. I mean, if they go that small ball route, he would see more run. Smith minutes of down, and DSJ could be back as well too. So I think getting... That right, you know, guessing correctly on what they're going to do with the backup five is is pretty important because if they just go with a tight rotation and go small and play like PJ Washington as the backup five, it's going to make the front court guys look pretty good here. And then finally, Portland. So the positive of the Blazers are they run their starters a lot, kind of. Besides my boy Nurkic, everyone else sees a ton of run. It's a great matchup. I like Lillard sub ten K. He's the guy that can take over any single game. <laughs> I've kind of been staying away from Grant Simons and Hart, but. Their price points have come down to a playable point where, like, if you're going to give these guys mid-30s minutes every single game in this matchup, then, yeah, these guys are playable. Hart, Simons, Grant, they're all in play. I think Hart's probably the easiest to get to because he's got shooting guard, small forward eligibility. Um, my boy Nurkic fouled out in only 21 minutes last game, but he was super productive in those minutes. You know, Bigs have destroyed this front court. I expect probably you know high 20s minutes from Nurkic, which still makes him in play um, I wish she would play more, but they just really want to play Drew Eubanks for some reason. For some reason, uh, So Eubanks at 3-6, another playable value. Watford, Sharp, Keon Johnson, those guys will see rotation minutes off the bench, but um, nothing really stands out there for me. So, hey, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. If you have been enjoying the content, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Hope you guys had a great Christmas, and I will see you all in the next one.